Today's episode of Japanic TV contains some adult content. Although we don't treat it with maturity. If you're underage, you may want to check with a parent before watching. And if you're overage, you might want to watch it before you show your kids. Welcome, Japanic fans. We got a special episode for you today. Welcome to Kanamata Matsuri. Penis Fest. Yeah! Yes, you heard right. We said Penis Fest. Officially known as the Kanamara Matsuri, is an annual Shinto fertility festival held in the spring every year in Kawasaki, Japan. If you haven't guessed already, the central theme of the festival is the male reproductive organ, commonly known as the penis. But not just any old penis, it's about one made out of cold, hard steel. This is how it all started. Once upon a time, there lived this lovely young woman, smart, sexy, good cook, but slightly possessive. Wait, no, possessed by a demon. Now understandably, she kept that last bit of information to herself and got married to some poor clueless bastard. On their wedding night, the groom went to consummate their marriage, and the demon bit off the poor guy's penis. Sadly, the two newlyweds were unable to resolve these issues. Shortly thereafter, this poor bastard, victim of what storytellers call the rule of three, decided to marry the girl with the goblin demon. Wedding, honeymoon, dismembered. At this news, the whole village goes into full crisis mode. How are we going to get this poor girl laid? Into our hero, the blacksmith. With his mighty hammer brandished, he declares, I have a plan to defeat this foul beast and to allow safe passage to this young maiden's tunnel of a thousand treasures. That night, the blacksmith worked tirelessly on a mighty weapon. Sparks fly as he pounds away, over and over, until finally he is done. Behold, the giant steel phallus of justice. At once, the blacksmith and the girl were married, sporting his protective cocksheath. The blacksmith advances on his new bride to draw out the chewing demon. And on cue, the demon springs forth and strikes. His sharply teeth are no match for the great steel phallus of enduring justice. The demon's teeth are shattered to shit. Victory! With the demon vanquished, the blacksmith ravishes the F out of his bride. And his cock of steel is enshrined and worshipped. The end. Traditionally, prostitutes came to this penis party to pray for protection against sexually transmitted diseases. Other folks would flock to the phallic festival with fertility-related wishes, such as marriage, babies, easy delivery, and other boring things. So why do people today go to this carnival of cock? Come on, do you really need to ask? Alright, first of all, there's a parade. A parade where they carry giant penis statues. And they don't just carry it, they gyrate it. And this fabulous pink bastard is getting towed by transvestites. Awesome. Second of all, there's some live music. Everybody likes live music. Third of all, there's penis everything. Penis food, penis charms, penis candy. Yummy. And best of all, you get to pose with giant penis statues. Too cool. 
Oh. And we got to pose with crossdressers too. Bonus. There you have it. This is why Kanamata Matsuri is so awesome. Parade, music, penis stuff, and posing. Oh yeah, and shenanigans. Can't forget about shenanigans. One of the things we mentioned at the Kanamara Matsuri was that it's a festival that kind of promotes sexual health, among other things. And something uh, pretty important for that is condoms. And fortunately, if you know the right really busy intersection to look at, they're pretty easy to find. Appropriately named Condomania, the store gives promise of various intercourse-related products. So we go ahead and walk in, trying to be as discreet as possible with our cameras. Products range from the common to the bizarre, such as specially catered condoms for all your needs. Do you need a condom masked in childhood innocence? Find yourself in a dangerously hot situation? Or are you or your partner part of the swanky elite? But how do I know which size to get? Well, here's a handy measurement guide. You might have noticed that there's an awful lot of English around. My theory is, they think English is sexy. Much like Americans think French, or bacon is. And finally, we have Pikachu condoms. Come on, you really that surprised? So we were able to get a quick look before we were kicked out. And as you can see, uh, quite a lot of kind of regular things and a lot of novelties also. So promoting safety and fun, I guess. So after all that dirty business, we wanted to move on to something a little bit more innocent. Comics. So it's back to the Tokyo Big Sight Convention Center, this time for Super Comic City. Only Zencho can read the comics, but we can both appreciate the artwork, and in most conventions there's plenty to see. In truth, we're hoping to see some cosplayers. On the way in, we noticed a lot of people with roller bags in tow. Exciting. What we hoped most were that these bags were filled with elaborate costumes of the fans' favorite characters. Loyal viewers may remember that the Tokyo Anime Fair admitted us as press. Well, it turns out that the folks at Super Comic City were a little bit more suspicious. Since we hadn't pre-registered and we couldn't offer any sort of real credentials, we had to enter as regular customers. Ah, waiting in line. Cue the hot sun. Glancing over the rules, we noticed, right under the banning of cosplay, it was stated clearly, no photography. We had to improvise. Super secret cam. For those of you alarmed at our lack of regard for the rules, don't worry. All of this footage turned out to be terrible. Most of this bit will just be hearsay, with no real photographic evidence to back it up. We got inside and quickly realized this wasn't a normal comic convention. It was a doujinshi convention. Doujinshi are comics made by fans, but featuring established characters. Characters who copyright are held by major publishers. Some of the roller bags we had seen on the way in were probably sellers with the rest being patrons who plan to buy a lot. Now technically this isn't legal, but as long as it's done on a small scale, publishers seem to look the other way. The thinking behind this is that when material is pirated by making copies, it takes money away from the rights holder. But when new work is made with the existing characters, it doesn't really cut into the market for the legitimate comics. It may even strengthen that market, since people creating and trading the doujinshi seem to be the biggest fans. Now I already know your next question, and the answer is yes, a large portion of these comics are erotic in nature. So much for a wholesome day out. 
You may have noticed that the vast majority of people walking around the convention floor are ladies. Out of the thousands here, I guess we saw less than a hundred guys the whole afternoon. This of course was planned, and the books for sale were geared toward the women folk. Time for another cultural difference. In Japan, a lot of ladies are into hot man-on-man -man action, possibly where one of the participants is unwilling, at least at first. And it's not just Japanese characters either. Fans of American pop culture are sure to see some familiar faces. So for those who knew what they were getting into, and there were a lot of them, it was a big day of browsing homemade, and quite often dirty, comics. For the Turks, it wasn't what we were expecting, but we did get an eyeful. Okay, next stop, something non-sexual, something wholesome, something sporting? Yes! This time we visited the Ryogoku area of Tokyo, along with our first round of visitors from America, and we went to watch a sumo tournament. You can only really be an American-based sumo fan if you're willing to go to a lot of trouble for something fairly obscure. For most of us, this was our first time seeing it. Even Zencho had never been to see it live. So here's the crash course. Two men, one ring. Now there are a lot of moves, which I don't know the names of. But the important thing is that you can't fall or touch the ground with anything but your feet, or you lose. Also, if you get pushed out of the ring, you lose. Sometimes, the matches go very quickly. In other cases, they can take a long, long time. Now, it doesn't look like much is happening here, but for a small deposit, we were each able to borrow a radio that picked up a live feed from English announcers, who called the entire match. Judging from their accents, one of the announcers was a native of Japan, and the other was born and raised in Boston. It was a very strange combination, but they obviously knew their stuff, and they were a huge help to us. And he's over! During the afternoon, there were maybe 30 matches. These matches were punctuated with waiting. Sometimes we waited for some ceremony, which was really cool to see. Other times we waited for groundskeeping, which was not as exciting. Sometimes the fighters would enter the ring, but decide the time wasn't right. Perhaps some salt should be thrown, or a stance needed adjusting. It was interesting, but it wasn't all fighting all the time. We didn't find the slow pace boring, though. Instead, like any crass foreigners, we found our own way to make it interesting. Alright, I'm going with the blue guy. And of course, refreshment was available. It's very flavorful. Speaking of foreigners, I gathered from some of my students that more and more foreign competitors are joining the ranks of the sumo. Now, they have to take Japanese names, but they're still somewhat easy to spot. We'd like to provide this handy guide to help you spot foreign wrestlers as we show some of the highlights from the day's fights.
The end of each day is signified with a bow ceremony. Then everyone goes home. During these tournaments, the competition takes place every day for 15 days. So we'll be doing something else tomorrow, but all these guys will be right back here. Now, I want to make it clear that these are not small guys. Everyone knows that sumo wrestlers are heavy. We happen to ride in on the train in the same car as one of the fighters. No one got a picture, but here's the best reconstruction I can manage. And that brings us to our final question. What kind of professional athlete takes public transportation to his matches? The ones that are keeping it real. Alright, so we hope you enjoyed a little different look at some things, uh, things that we've been seeing. We saw some traditions that you might think are a little bizarre. We also saw some traditional sports. If you liked what you saw, you can see pictures from our adventures as well as more episodes at japaniktv.com. You can always subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and contact us at japaniktv at gmail.com. And uh, if you liked what you saw, please feel free to tell a friend. We'd love to have more people see what we're doing. Also, we finally want to show you one more thing we saw.